0: to another episode of Tacos and To Kill ya. I'm Peyton. I'm Sydney. And today we have I guess a doozy. I don't know. I think it's 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 a doozy. Fun? question. It's not. Usually we do things of this theme and we say it's fun. I won't say <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> it's actually yeah. like really crazy.
1: <laughs> so I, I guess doozy. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right term for that, but like it is because it's different from like it's, the true crime aspect. But at the same time, I don't know if fun like is the right word. Lighthearted
0: in yeah. the sense that like it's not a true crime story, but also not lighthearted because there's actually like a lot of messed up things that take place. So we're well, yeah, it's, it's a doozy. <laughs> it's different. Yeah. <laughs> Well, before we dive in, do we have any true crime news we want to update the people on? I don't really think so, but
1: you know what? I did screenshot something yesterday that I meant to send you, and I don't think I ever sent it to you about Moscow. But let me. Oh, and also, DNA proved that John JonBenet Ramsey was not killed by the family. Um, oh my! That God. happened.
0: Are you? That
1: happened. In? There's a new book that's claiming that DNA evidence proves that no one in the family was the murderer. So I'm pretty stoked for that, but I don't know anything else. Oh, oh, okay. So big update on the Idaho student murders. And this was on Twitter. So obviously I don't know how accurate this is, but I take all the information I find and I bring it to the people. <laughs> um, but Ethan and Xana's bodies were first discovered by Ethan's best friend who came over to the house that morning. He checked for Ethan's pulse and yelled out for the roommates to call 911. He is also supposedly on the 911 call. Oh, so there was another person allegedly that came to the house that morning and called 911. It wasn't just the roommates, which I know we kind of like had speculated on this before. I'm, I just like, I'm really
0: perplexed. Mhm.
1: I don't know. I'm this is so wild. It's so (laughs) wild. And like, it is, I don't know. I mean, I saw there's a couple different like Twitter updates about it. So it's coming from somewhere, but I didn't see an actual like news article on it. I just thought it was interesting um, that now they are saying that there was another person that came to the house to find them, which is interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting.
0: I don't think we talked about it in the last episode, I don't... Because I think this is, like, since we recorded, we texted about, I think, the reason that supposedly is coming out um, about... Oh, yeah, yeah. The other roommate not calling 911 at night. And I guess we'll have to wait and see if, like, that actually is what is said. It's true. I don't know. It's just, like, we're getting bits and pieces and it makes me want
1: more. We I do know. But I also, do, I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. I understand. But I do appreciate the bits and pieces, because I do feel like for a while, like, we were in the dark, like, until he, they came out, um, like, with that initial, like, how they were able to bring Brian in, like, that initial report that came out. I feel like now, every once in a while, we get little tidbits, but, like, we didn't get anything for a couple of weeks. Like, it was dead s- silent when they were trying to get him to Idaho. Yeah. So... I appreciate something <laughs> rather than literally nothing.
0: Same. Also, just on a side note, because I Googled this, um, since since you brought it up, how is this not anywhere in the news? This article is from August of twenty twenty two that DNA evidence was cleared has cleared all of the family members.
1: Yeah, that's what I was wondering because so I had seen it was on I think the True Crime Society, um Page that I follow, I follow them on Instagram, and they post just like new true crime ups updates. Yeah, and they shared it like yesterday, and I was like, "How have I never heard of this?" And I looked it up then, and was like, "What the fuck?" Okay, so I
0: know that last year I heard that the her dad was pushing that they retest the DNA on the current from the crime scene. I think I sent you mm-hmm. the uh, link, like you could sign a petition. And yeah. I had signed it and I sent it to you because I was like, okay, well, from this, it sounds like they did DNA testing and it ruled out the family member and, like, 200 other suspects that they had collected DNA on. What the father's pushing right now is that he wants um, it to be, geneal- like, running through, like, the genealogy websites.
1: Which, I mean, is working, so yeah, why not?
0: And supposedly the DNA they said in the article I found was that it was like touch DNA on her, um, which we know can, is like not 100% accurate. But then also there were two specks of blood in her underwear and it was the same DNA match from like an unknown nail. Mm. And so that's what they're trying to find.
1: Apparently. Interesting. I do feel like that's one of those cases, though, like... I mean, we've talked about it, but everyone has a very strong opinion on it. Everyone... Yes. It's either it's the family or it's an outside party. So, like, for the family, imagine, like, living your life like that and not... Like, being able to live your life because everybody's putting the blame on you and, like, if you're actually an innocent party. I could okay, not Okay, which even... is wild
0: because I definitely thought it was the brother and... <laughs> I know we've argued about this, but not in, like, a malicious way. Like, I didn't think he did it on purpose. I thought, like, maybe, I mean, there were reports of, like, him having angry outbursts. And especially as, like, a child that has um, maybe, like, some, not, like, developmental issues, but behavioral issues, you could have an outburst and, like, accidentally hurt someone. I feel like that is possible. And the reason I just kind of pointed to the family is because, let's be real, everything doesn't really add up about, like, calling 911 and this letter and, like, all that stuff is over the top. So I guess maybe my guess is that the mom assumed it was the son and acted the way she did because I think she's the reason, her actions are the reason
1: why it's very
0: questionable like what happened and why everyone suspects the family
1: and and I don't feel like that is like a far-off theory like obviously like as a I mean I'm not a parent but I feel like it's it wouldn't be uncommon like for a parent or a family member like to feel some type of way I mean there's so many reports that like he was kind of like off like this is your child like you believe that they wouldn't do that but also like you have your in your mind, it might have been possible. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. I guess I'm just, I'm happy that that the time has finally come for that. Because I've always never thought the family was involved. I know that we are. I, I don't know if we <laughs> argued about this, but we got into this about, or talked about this before at some point. We had different theories. Yes.
0: <laughs> so, the re- well, and that's, that's 100%. It. The reason, like, people like me, at least I will say myself, but I'm sure the majority of us that thought the family was involved. Is because of the mother's actions, because of that letter that was like a ninety-nine percent handwriting match to the mom. It was written on their, (laughs) um, like paper from like their home, and it would have taken like what is this? They say like seventeen minutes or something like that to write, or something crazy like way too long to write out a quick like ransom letter. So it was like very suspicious actions. I don't know. It was just very questionable to me. But it was a different time. I hope that we use genealogy testing and are able to solve this case. Because wouldn't that be amazing?
1: That would literally be amazing. Like, this that would like probably being... be one of the largest cases to get solved through genealogy.
0: Yes. I mean, I have a handful of cases that I would say are, like, what really, you know, keeps me up at night. <laughs> um and I think this is like one of the top cases that if you ask any person who follows true crime like if you could solve any case what would it be I've heard a lot of people answer this case <laughs> so it I mean hopefully one day you know everyone deserves the answers
1: yeah for sure I guess we'll see yeah awesome well, that, that's all I'm oh, sorry I was just gonna say this is also another reason why if if genealogy solves this, that's another reason why I'm not participating in in this (laughs) the genealogy. (laughs) I know we've talked about that before. Well, I don't know if
0: that's like a pro or a con for you now, because you're kind of against it, right?
1: (laughs) I'm very against it. I just I feel like somebody in my family is gonna go down and I just don't want it to, (laughs) to be on my cost.
0: Listen, I'm just like, okay, if someone's going down, it's not my fault you committed that crime.
1: It's not my fault, but I would definitely feel guilty about it. And
0: I mean, would they find really out would that it was you that submitted the DNA genealogy testing? I'm sure. <laughs> I am positive. Well, this is a PSA to my family, uh, all of the one who listens. <laughs> uh, if anyone ever gets arrested for genealogy, DNA, like old crime, it's because of me.
1: <laughs> y'all are going down. I'm paying. So I'm, sorry. Girl, fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm
0: <She>, sorry. Not
1: sorry. <laughs> she don't care about none, y'all. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> She's going to take the reward money and run. Yeah. Would I get a reward then? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how that works. Probably not, because it's not like you turned them in. I mean, you that's did, true. but like not intentionally. I, don't I, like, I guess they would definitely, they're trying to keep, not give the reward money at any cost. They would keep it somehow. Yeah,
0: that's true. Well, <laughs> I guess we should segue before we rant any longer here. <laughs>
1: yes, valid, valid. <laughs>
0: To um, our story today. So I guess uh, if you don't have anything else, I will dive in. You can dive. Sweet. In West Virginia stands a desolate area that even in daylight looks eerie and creepy. Overgrown amusement rides, broken down cars and school buses and abandoned buildings are scattered across the grounds of Lake Shawnee Amusement Park which is often labeled as one of the top 10 most haunted places in the world. That's like a really bold claim, (laughs) like in the world. (laughs) Uh, But I guess we'll kind of tell you why. (laughs) So Lake Shawnee Amusement Park, as I mentioned, is pretty abandoned. It's overgrown now, but that's not how it always was. Located in Princeton, West Virginia, along the shores of Lake Shawnee, once stood a popular place for people to visit. There are rumors that this land was once an Indian burial ground, just like in Poltergeist. I have that in my notes because I know that's your favorite reference, Sid. Oh my god, I'm so happy that you brought that up. (laughs) I literally put it in my notes. I was like, I know this is like Sidney's favorite, like one of your top favorite topics.
1: (laughs) First of all, that was like my favorite movie. Honestly, oh, I should I've never probably go seen watch it. that movie. <laughs> I know, we've talked about this too. It's, <laughs> growing up, like, I would say when you first start watching scary movies, that was like my favorite. And then the fact that like they used real skeletons and the whole being built on a burial. Like, come on. What's a better movie than that?
0: So I'll say that <laughs> my dog listens. He's the one family <laughs> that listens and he's going to text me when he hears us. Because he claims that it's not his fault, I think my father ruined scary movies for me because I was a very young child. T- but I guess this isn't fair because Morgan, all my sister, also watched scary movies at the same time. She's two years younger than me, and she grew up to like them. So I don't, I don't know, but I was a very young, impressionable age, and the first like paranormal movies I watched. Were the Ring and the Grudge, and then when I say young impressionable, I was probably like nine, ten years old. Yes. And
1: um, I don't do paranormal movies still to this day. <laughs> I'm gonna have to send you because I feel like we talked about the the Ring or whatever recently when I was in Michigan. And I'm gonna have to send you my favorite scene from. It's not a paranormal scene that I, I used to watch over and over. We did talk about, this, did talk
0: about, about it, it with my dad, and I said I didn't. Yeah, I didn't wash the back of my head for like mm-hmm. at least a he, month after that.
1: <laughs> he was playing previews of scary movies for you. <laughs> he was oh, like, yeah. and watch I was this like, no, no,
0: no. There's one about a kid, and I was like, or the children in the woods. I was like, yeah, no, I'm. I just had a child. I'm not watching that.
1: I didn't want to watch that one, though, either. I was a little frightened.
0: <laughs> then we ended up going to gonna... sleep in the basement? Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> You're going to leave me down here by myself
0: with the kid? What? Yeah, no. <laughs> well, anyways. <laughs> so, the Lake Shawnee Grounds is the site of a massacre, though. So, not a, not as funny of a topic here. There was once a landowner, Mitchell Clay whose children were targeted by local Shawnee Native Americans. The Clay family had arrived in 1775 to set up their farm and became the actual first English settlers in the county at the time. A few years later in 1783, Mitchell and a few men were out hunting when his home was ambushed by Native Americans. Bartley Clay, one of his sons, was killed and scalped on the property, while Tabitha Clay, his daughter, was also killed when she attempted to save her brother's life. The third child, Ezekiel Clay, was kidnapped. A search party was sent out looking for the missing child, and he would be found, but not after Native Americans had taken him deeper into the forest (laughs) and burned him at the stake. After this, Mitchell Clay supposedly sought revenge and tracked down a few Native Americans to kill them in retaliation. There is a memorial for Bartley and Tabitha place, and it was placed more than 100 years later in memory of them. Supposedly, there was something small there left by Mitchell, at, like, not long after where he had buried them. But the family had left, the land would become, you know, undeveloped, kind of wild again, and sitting empty for a while, when in 1926, the land was bought by an entrepreneur in the area, C.T. Snydo, who then began turning it into an amusement park. According to Snydo, he had no knowledge of the Clay family history at the time, let alone any history further back that would be later uncovered. His goal was to only build a place for families to have fun in the area, possibly bring tourism to this corner of West Virginia. There was a Ferris wheel, a swing ride, a swimming pool, racetrack, concession stands, a dance hall, and even cabins for overnight stays. The two rides, the Ferris wheel and swing ride, were major favorites amongst the locals. It was a very popular place for the locals, specifically the families of coal miners in the area. Remember the last case we did, um, well, the last haunted one I did was in West Virginia, and I said I had others there. <laughs> and it was like a coal mining village, so it kind of linked together.
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: During Snydo's ownership, specifically in the 1950s, some mysterious things began to happen. A mother had left her son at the park in the morning and was planning on coming to pick him back up later on, which is pretty common stuff back then. I mean, now I can't imagine dropping my kid off in, like, a park and then coming to pick him up back later, even at, like, 9 or 10. But I think that was, like, very normal. <laughs> when she returned later, she couldn't find her son anywhere. After the grounds were searched, his body would be found in the swimming pool floating. He had drowned. Supposedly, he got his arm stuck in a drain pipe and had drowned. After this, that pool in the area had been quickly filled and life moved on for the employees at the park. They just used the lake as their swimming pool. However, not long later, a young girl would also die there while on the swing ride. A delivery truck driver had backed into the path of the swing ride and had killed the little girl when her swing went right into the truck. The reputation the park got from these two deaths on the grounds was getting hard to shake. Some claims say there were six deaths in total under Snydo's ownership, but I just want to clarify nothing else can be found except these two specifically. So if there were others, they definitely did a really good job of covering them up. Eventually, the park was closed in 1967, and this was actually due to a failed health inspection. So, out of everything that was going on, it was the failed health
1: inspection. That says something. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) That's what shuts you down, is the failed health inspection, not two deaths at your park. Two that are written about. Yeah,
0: I don't... (laughs) Listen, I don't write this story. (laughs) I just tell it. (laughs) I literally was like, out of everything, this is what this would did it. Okay.
1: (laughs) That's wild.
0: About two decades later in 1985, the land was purchased again by a man named Gaylord White. He was another entrepreneur who really wanted to bring the place back to life. His plans were to reopen it. And he did briefly. It lasted about three years but the park would close again in 1988. He had purchased a new Ferris wheel and ended up tracking down the exact swing ride that was used on the property and restored it. Unfortunately, the White family had to close the park since they could not maintain the costs with the operation at an, as an amusement park. It's like high insurance. They had a lot of visitors the first year, but the numbers had really dwindled and it was just really hard to keep up with the costs. However, they decided to try to have other activities to kind of keep the land active at the time and make money. They hosted fishing tournaments in the old swimming lake and then decided they wanted to create a space for mud bogging as well, which I like can't believe that would be such a huge attraction. But they were like, they knew this would bring tons of people in.
1: That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, such a random thing. Literally out of
0: everything, (laughs) but they decided to go with mud bogging, and so they decided to excavate the grounds to kind of create a mud bogging track. While this dig took place, they actually had quite the success in finding other things to date back the grounds even further. The family brought in a team from Mitchell University to help them uncover numerous Native American artifacts from the Shawnee tribe and even human remains that had been there way before the European settlers came to this area. It was determined that these grounds used to be a large Native American settlement in the 1700s until the tribes suddenly disappeared from the area, at least seemingly, and even a burial ground was housed here. Some of the artifacts found included bracelets, clothing, and tools. I saw that a total of 13 skeletons were found, mostly of young children. But other reports actually show there were mass graves that were found. It's believed that there could be potentially thousands of bodies underneath the park since the mass graves and that they were finding really produce a lot of human remains that they did not dig through. <laughs> so, that's just, crazy. Yes. <laughs> and I just want the to that are... this is like not poltergeist where they took anything. They have left everything as they found it. The artifacts, the human remains, they have all stayed.
1: But I also feel like this is something like the poltergeist thing was one thing. But I feel like even if they didn't take something, there's still a chance of that happening. Like a thousand percent. I think <laughs> this is more of a common I don't want to say common, but like not unusual trend. Like, you don't know what is underneath any of the grounds. Like, even my apartment complex, I don't know what the fuck is under there. There could be a body under there.
0: Well, I actually read that Mackinac Island, which is, like, super famous, you know, in Michigan. Yeah. It's, like, a hotbed of tourism that, like, way back I in want the to day, go there. that was an island where natives would, like, go from the mainland in canoes to bury their dead. I don't know if that's accurate, but like, literally, that goes to show. Like, I mean, Michigan. It would have been far off. I mean, you know, Michigan, Wisconsin, we're close to Canada too. Like, there's a lot of Native Americans. I mean, there's still huge Native American settlements and like groups here. Yeah. We have we have several um, Indian casinos in Michigan. Same, <laughs> like. Yeah, so like it's we're like live in states where there's huge populations, literally anything we're on is covering something up.
1: Yeah, and I, I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be surprised, I guess is the best way to put it. Like, I don't want to say it's not like uncommon because, like, I don't know if that's the right, it's not, it wouldn't be yeah. unusual to hear, like, oh, there was a mass grave found here, or you know, it was some sort of burial land. Like, I don't feel like that's super surprising because. We don't know what was here previously. We've only been around for Well, listen, the- I'm
0: gonna refrain from going into my very, very long rant <laughs> that I could <laughs> go into about why there are mass graves everywhere under here without identifying them because okay, okay. everyone was shipped off shipped off to reservations. But it's true, like Amer- English settlers became Americans in these areas, settled the area and just built on top of whatever. And yeah. I mean, even the Clay family, you coming in there, unfortunately, I don't want to say, like, there's a reason for whatever happened is awful. But I'm sure part of it was they built their home on an area that was sacred ground for these natives and probably stole the land, you know. And there were probably some, like, lots of tension leading up to that. And I unfortunately couldn't find anything. I did try to dig, but I didn't really find anything, like any articles I could find on it more than like the linking to this and that story. But I'm guessing like they knew and they probably didn't care, but we care now. You know what I mean? That's why it's like a big deal. As like time's gone on. We're like, yeah, this is not good. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's definitely true. They probably, you know, or there was, you know, rumors about it or something. Whereas like nowadays, like if that's, they just leave the shit alone. Nobody wants yeah. to fuck with that. <laughs> like, even if it's rumors, I feel like there's still nobody fucks with it. Like, just leave it alone.
0: Exactly. Well, I think it's safe to say that after this was found, <laughs> the white family decided to literally just leave it alone. <laughs> So the park was closed. They didn't. They finished off. They were not, you know, fishing tournaments. No mud bogging. That that was it. (laughs) So, since the park has closed, it has hosted many guided paranormal tours in the last few years. It's hosted a long list of potential hauntings or paranormal sites for remains on the overground amusement park grounds, and many people on these tours get to report what they've seen it appears the tour started in october originally and actually now happen all year long they have an annual event throughout october like the last few years they've called it a dark carnival which actually is really cool i would totally go they basically have this event throughout october that offers overnight stays but usually history of the grounds tour storytelling by the campfire especially by they have a lot of volunteers like or I guess employees who do these tours and tell the stories who used to work there back in the day when it was still open so like they tell firsthand experiences which is wild and they have some jump scare stuff like if' something like around the lake they have a haunted corn maze like with creepy clowns and all that kind of stuff as well but like they have non-jump scare stuff which is what I would do
1: (laughs) I love a good jump scare though
0: (laughs) yeah I don't mess with haunted houses so
1: (laughs) I love a good jump scare I mean I like the I would rather do like a real like paranormal or something like that (laughs) but every once in a while a good jump scare haunted house is a good time
0: so, they do also have, like, parent. I guess, I don't want to say, like, paranormal tours, but kind of, they do day tours of the property, uh, and from the reports I've seen, you can see the excavation site of, like, where they dug stuff up and literally left it. Like, what they found, they've left as is. So, you can see, like, like in pictures, I saw, like, a coffin and stuff. I don't know if that's really real, but you can see the skeletons. Dang yeah but anyways there's also a walking tour of the amusement park grounds you know ferris wheel lake abandoned buildings all that stuff and as i mentioned many of the tour guides actually have connections to the grounds and a lot of them even worked there in their youth like back in the 80s which is like super cool (laughs) so what kind of hauntings are here (laughs) Uh, A lot. (laughs) That's that's my answer. (laughs) The swings can often be seen moving on their own when no wind is blowing. There are cold spots in the air when you're walking the grounds like you know on a not chilly or cold day and you're just kind of walking and then all of a sudden there's like a spot of cold which we all know is quite common in hauntings like we've covered that in other stories. People have claimed to hear chanting in the grounds and seen floating orbs some visitors have also claimed to see have seen figures sitting on the ferris wheel or near it and sitting on the swings or what remains of these rides people also often hear footsteps near them when no one else is around like might hear them behind them and turn around and no one's there which if I hear footsteps behind me that's like that's creepy to me (laughs) Gaylord White, who was the previous uh, owner to open up the amusement park itself, supposedly reported sightings on the grounds of a young girl who was reported to be the girl who died on the swing ride. She would walk around in a ruffled pink dress covered in blood. Many guests have claimed to interact with her in various ways as well. Her swing where she died is actually marked by a red ribbon. But the one next to it has an owl ornament hanging on it. And apparently that ornament seems to move on its own with no breeze quite often as well. White also claimed to have heard the sounds of Native American chants in the trees. Which like, oh, we've talked about this before. You've never seen American Horror Story. (laughs) But it reminds me of their Roanoke season. Which is like, Mm. I don't know. It just like creeps me out. That is spooky, though. Yeah. (laughs) The boy who drowned on the property is also said to be seen in the park often, usually in the front of the park where the guests kind of used to come in. He seems to, like, welcome guests as they enter is what they say. But, you know, who knows? (laughs) There's also a white plastic pinwheel attached to the side of an old ticket booth right by the lake. And apparently this pinwheel seems to move without any wind as well. And many people believe this is the boy. There has been video footage guests have actually taken when standing at the pinwheel where they ask it to move. Or when it's moving and they ask it to like go faster, stop, slow down and all this kind of stuff. And as they're giving directions, it's doing what it's at they're asking it to do. Which like to me that tells me there's a ghost there. <laughs> It doesn't happen all the time, which suggests to people that whoever that ghost is, like they think it's the boy, isn't there at all times kind of thing. Or the ghost just doesn't want to be bothered with people then, in my opinion. A lot of the reports tend to be more innocent, but randomly something that affects others will occur. For example, a TV crew was on site one day when a crew member was trapped inside one of the abandoned ticket booths. Even though there are no locks on the doors of these ticket booths, the crew member could not get out without any help. So, like, I don't know if that's, like, a haunting or <laughs> um, they, you know, s- smoked weed that day or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know <laughs> what the excuse is there but maybe it was a ghost
1: there's definitely some something weird's going on though
0: literally <laughs> i will also add on their website which i have included in the sources list there is a section for visitor stories there's only like 3 But it does include a couple YouTube videos with spooky stuff people caught on camera while visiting there. It's, like, it's creepy. I didn't watch all of them. (laughs) There's two. One's, like, over 30 minutes and one's, like, 29 minutes. But they're definitely neat. And some reports on there are people, you know, taking pictures and, like, left to seeing a shadow figure. In fact, there were two comments that said a person was taking a picture on one of the abandoned school buses and a face appear appeared in the picture next to them when no one was there one of those people actually posted the picture and it's kind of creepy also looks like maybe you can imagine there's a face there when someone implies that so I don't know (laughs) Mm. but the shadow figure I feel like is pretty apparent so I don't know that person didn't comment with the full shadow figure picture but who knows However, this place was featured on lots of shows. Scariest Places on Earth in 2002, Most Terrifying Places in America, The Unexplained on the History Channel, and Portals to Hell with Jack Osborne. According to Most most Terrifying Places in America, the experts claim that this place could possibly be one of the top ten most haunted places in the entire world. So I think that's like a big claim for that kind of show, in my personal opinion.
1: That's definitely a big claim. And that's so I've been trying to figure out. I was like, I've seen I've seen this on a show and it was definitely most terrifying places in America because I used to watch that religiously. Um, I
0: also sent you a TikTok on this place.
1: Yes, you did. So that's how was I found it. Was, it. That, it was, on TikTok. was that where the ghost the ghost people were? When the it was um like the paranormal people were there is that they what the were TikTok live was?
0: I think I shared the live yeah it, that's what it was and they were there like overnight exploring and it was I think I lasted maybe five minutes off the page. I watched not it even, for a little while because like you could see the swings like moving and like it's just even it was, looking like, at foggy. it during the day yeah like pictures during the day are creepy like obviously. It's like overgrown equipment, everything's broken down, you know the history, so it's creepy. But at night, that's like a whole nother level to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not a not a happy place to be at night.
0: <laughs> I think if we quit our jobs to be paranormal ghost hunters, like I suggested last week, uh, we would probably do really well for the simple fact that anytime we stayed the night somewhere you'd probably be like more cool calm collected and I'd be like literally shitting myself <laughs> when like a bird flaps its wings
1: <laughs> that's true that is that is <laughs> true I'd, there's some stuff that I think would trip me up um but for the most part I don't know I feel like it takes a lot so we should still do it, though. I, I'm i still <laughs> counting down the day until we can start doing that. I feel like you're going to lose your shit every single day and you're going to be really on edge all the time. Peyton will be a Spanish I woman. But
0: I'd for sure need to get a prescription of Xanax. because You'd that's be on edge I,
1: all the I've, time.
0: Like, yeah. <laughs> There's literally no more staying in my house alone ever. <laughs> no.
1: Just, like any sudden movement you'd be jumping around like what is going on
0: yeah I mean it's bad enough like when I first got home with this baby I was like waking up constantly you know obviously like he's a baby so like he wakes up in the night like, constantly and it would be like three thirty in the morning and I'd have to make sure the lamp is on so fast <laughs> it's in like the room next door and I have a small house so it's not like I can't see everything when I walk out of my The room witching the hour time. But I was like 3:30 a.m. I can't do this. But like, you're crying. He knows. <laughs> yeah, it's been, a, it's been an adjustment. <laughs> I'm sure I would like literally die of being scared
1: <laughs> if I if I did overnight stays. We we could just do daytime tours. Nobody does those. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just visit places during the day. That could be what makes us different. It's bright outside. I don't outside.
0: think we'd have a lot of viewers. <laughs> We're paranormal
1: investigating during the day. <laughs> you can see stuff. You don't have to use the night vision. That's the one thing that always That's true. upsets me in, like, ghost adventures is I can't see anything because they have the night vision. <laughs> All I can see is their bright eyes.
0: Yeah. It's not its not flattering. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, that's all I have for you, Sid, and I, everyone else. I hope I didn't disappoint here.
1: <laughs> you didn't disappoint. I mean, this was a good one. I'm excited uh, to look into it more. I know I told you I just kind of briefly read, but I want to look at more pictures because um, you Did told you me what that fully Indian happened. Did you know the
0: Indian burial ground story?
1: So once you said it, it kind of came back to me, but that wasn't something that like I okay, looked thank up. I God. feel like I kind of was more was the history aspect of it like that the, was the part uh, I
0: was so excited to tell
1: you so <laughs> no I didn't know that um like the history with like the killings it, like in the 60s okay, okay. was more of what I saw and that's what I feel like the main focus was also what's bringing it back to me is you telling me about the most terrifying places in America or whatever yeah. but I don't feel like they really got into it. maybe they did I feel like they talked more about like when it was an actual amusement park. That's fair. I'm going to have to go back. This is
0: one I think I'll actually go back and like, really watch. I know I say that a lot. I think that's I'm going to have to show. This show.
1: <laughs> that's a good show Like if they have a paranormal location on it. though. That's how I found out about um The Whitney was on there. Oh. Yeah, I have think I'm going to go
0: back and watch them.
1: They have good episodes. I also but like think, in uh, daylight. <laughs> Willard Library was on there too.
0: We've done a lot of episodes of stuff on there. Mm -hmm. maybe i'll go watch it and tap into other ideas
1: (laughs) that's where i found out like a lot of the ghost stories that i have or like have listed i feel like we're from there because i would watch that show constantly like i've probably seen every single episode
0: well dang Then if i told (laughs) a story you already know it
1: (laughs) i mean it doesn't mean i remember it but you can still watch it that's true that's true (laughs) it's a lot of episodes to remember (laughs) that's very true They'll just sound familiar to me. I'll be like, I've heard of this before, but I don't know where.